Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation series. I'm incredibly excited today because I have the creative director and content producer behind Juan Morales, creative. Um, he is part of the NHL social video team. Um, he's been with TSN and Bar Down. I'm excited to have the man himself, Juan Morales, here. And I'm going to turn it over to him and let him introduce himself. Thanks for the uh, the introduction there. I've actually never had someone refer to me as a creative director of my own company yet. So bonus points for that. I'm actually, that's Happy. something I'm trying to push because that's what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a little bit about myself. You, you said my name is Juan. I'm a 25-year-old uh, content producer, content director uh, living out of uh, my apartment in Toronto, downtown Toronto. Uh, I'm currently working full-time for the NHL uh, as part of their social video team. Uh, I'm a video editor. I go out on site, capture stuff. I love telling stories. That's, I think, the way I would yeah. primarily describe myself and what I do. I know people are like, you shouldn't say you're a storyteller because people would understand that. But I think people in like the media yeah. and the creative industry get it. Like, I love telling stories, whether that's, you know, with yeah. video, photo. I used to do graphic design. Uh, that's what I love doing. I love telling other people's stories. I love, uh, you said it before, like, you're a research nerd. Like, before yeah. we started this, yeah. I'm the same. Like, whenever I'm doing something, yeah. like, I'm going... Whenever I'm doing some kind, because I'm doing my own podcast on YouTube, whenever I'm talking to someone, I want to find every yeah. single little detail so I can tell the best story possible. So uh, I'm a storyteller. I, yeah, I don't know what else there is yeah. to me to say right now, but I mean, perfect. maybe things will come up. Yeah, perfect. And while you've been working in sports primarily, you do other things of you work on other projects as well. Um, you do some weddings as well. You're looking to get into more commercials. Um, but why, why sports? Why has it been sports for you? That's a really good question. And I mean, I, I think it really just boils down to, this is so cliche. And I think if you talk to anyone in the sports world, like you played sports growing up, I'm pretty sure everyone yes. growing up played like soccer or hockey or wherever you live, whatever the primary sport, basketball, football, what have you. Um, like I, I grew up playing sports. I grew up watching sports. Um, you, you also mentioned there. Yeah. I do other creative works. I do some, yeah. uh, I do wedding work in the off season. That's kind of my, you know, off season gig. Yeah. Uh, I also love doing just kind of my own creative video work, whether that's narrative, whether that's literally just doing YouTube videos. Uh, but the thing with sports, I, I don't know what it is. I think maybe just, I love the, the fact that it's like a theater for different kinds of stories and moments. Um, I think, uh, I love showcasing emotion and there's probably no better theater in terms of like a medium to tell stories than sports. Yeah. Um, it kind of it, like for me, it really drew down to there's like a story behind why I'm still working in sports. I actually used to be a writer Okay. back in back before this would have been six years ago now, which is crazy. Yeah. I think before university, I'd never touched a camera in my life, but I knew I either wanted to get into kinesiology or the media world because I wanted to stay in sports one way or another. The whole thing was like, if I can't play professionally, which I mean, I think there comes a certain time in high school where everyone's like, all right, I'm not going to make it to the <laughs> NHL or I'm not making it to the NBA. Right. So like when I had that moment, I'm like, okay, how can I stay in it? I just, I don't know. I think there's something about the community in sports like there's yeah. kind of like a tribalism with it like people are like yeah. building a community together like brotherhood sisterhood however how I don't know there's just something about sports that has always it's just always been a passion of mine uh even now like you know I can't play sports at a high level but if my friends want to you know 
play spike ball at the park or, you know, go on the pond in the winter. I'm still, I don't know. It's just always yeah. been a thing for me. I couldn't tell you exactly why, but yeah. that's why I'm still kicking and doing this. I say that as if I'm like 50. I've only been doing this for five years, but I know the sport industry is really hard to stay yes. in. So I'm glad I'm still able to be here, which is why I say it like that. Yes. No, makes total sense. And I totally resonate with you. I'm like, my my uncle always says to us, he was like, we all go down our different paths. He said, are you going to be an Olympic gymnast now in your life? No, he said, but you have different paths to go down mm -hmm. where you can still be connected in ways like that. And that's always stuck with me because I was, I was a cross country runner and I'm like, I am not a professional. I'm not going to the Olympics or anything, but I can still run a half marathon. And that's, that's great with me. That's where yeah, exactly. you get the experience. So totally resonate with you on that one. Now I'm very curious though, what did you play when you were growing up? Did you play hockey? I played, I mean, like any other kid, I played soccer, obviously when okay. you're like five and you don't know which end of the field you're going to and you have your parents yelling, you go the other way. Yes. Um, I played hockey uh, okay. pretty late in my like childhood or closer okay. to high school. I always watched it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like it was always an expensive sport growing up. I wanted to be a goalie. So like, you know, it makes oh, it God, even more yeah. expensive. Um. And so there was a lot of that, but I think by the time I got to high school, I finally convinced my parents, I'm like, come on, like, let me try it. And they're like, yeah, okay, like, we'll, we'll let you. Yeah. And, I, you know, I played for a few years in high school, and it was great, and I still play here and there. Um, I played rugby in high school. That was one of the sports I really enjoyed the most. Okay. Uh, I, I would play it right now if my body didn't feel like it was going to crumble up here. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? At, this age, at 25, we all feel like we're 70, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, mostly, mostly, uh, rugby and hockey growing up and, you know, the odd sport here and there. I'm really into pickleball right now. I don't know if you know, what it's, it's, it's a thing it, and it's it a lot of fun and they actually just at the community center right by my apartment opened oh, up a awesome. court. And so me and my friends are definitely, it's an indoor court too. So it's a winter yeah. sport at this point. Oh, so yeah. I've really been getting into that. Like a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. I, you can really put me anywhere and I'll play sports except basketball. My yeah. jump shot is horrendous. I can only play defense. So that's the only sport you won't catch me playing these days. I love it. I, I, every kid does grow up playing soccer. I think it's just the easiest sport. It's the cheapest sport. You need a pair of cleats in the field and a ball. That's it. Just go and you run around in circles for hours. I was the, my pair, I don't remember this at all. I was the kid who was, I guess, picking dandelions in the back, in the back. Oh yeah. I was that kid apparently. And I was, <laughs> I don't have any memory of it, but that's all right. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> they love to tell everybody that story. Of course. You said that you didn't pick up a camera until almost five years ago. Yeah. What made you pick up a camera? School. Uh, so for some context, I started this whole creative journey of mine uh, through university. I went to formerly Ryerson University, now known as Toronto Metropolitan University. I went there for my undergrad and I was, my undergrad is in sport media. So like I said before, never touched a camera. I was a writer. I wrote for a hockey website. Yeah. Um, but I never really thought, hmm, like maybe I'll get into this video yeah. thing. But the one thing that always I always loved was like YouTube and people yeah. creating content on that platform. Yeah. Like people like Casey Neistat or people like I don't know, like there's so many that I would just watch and I always think like that's so cool, but I can't yeah. afford a camera. And so I went, so I got into school and one of our classes in first year was a kind of in called the tv lab it was like a production course uh and one of the one of the things we had to do was create a feature on a um 
I'm going to say TMU because that is the correct thing. Even though I'm going to say Ryerson slip up, but we were supposed to do it on a TMU athlete. Okay. Um, and I remember doing that with two of my uh, friends in the program at the time, and I really enjoyed it. It wasn't yeah. like my best piece of work ever. I've hit it off everywhere. You won't find it unless you really dig deep. Um, but it was like kind of my first introduction to telling a story from like a shooting and editing perspective. And then um, that's when I started like, okay, this could maybe be a thing. And in my second year, uh, we had to do an, or it was either in the second semester or my second year. I'm pretty sure it might've been the second year, but my timeline has been messed up since COVID. <laughs> but uh, I had to do another feature on another athlete okay. and I ended up doing this one by myself. It was like a smaller project in the yeah. uh, smaller feature within a bigger yeah. show that we were producing. And I just remembered like, I I just had this like really like I want to make this the best thing I've ever done. I want to tell this story properly. And I remember I did it on one of the players, like one of the star players on the hockey team who like um had his wrist sliced open in the middle of a playoff game. And it was like a awful incident. And like he spent the whole summer rehabbing and came back and was better than before. And I just remember it was like me, my idea, and like the camera that I had rented from the school. It wasn't even that good of a camera. Yeah. And I was just shooting this thing by myself, producing it, editing it. And I, that's kind of the project that made me really fall in love with yeah. this. And um, again, like not comparative to my work now, but I always, that's when I look back on fondly as I'm like, that's the, the moment I realized like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Uh, this is, this is even before I actually shot a hockey game. Like this is just okay. me sitting down interviewing someone shooting yeah. B-roll, like very basic stuff, but yeah. It was like literally the moment I'm like, okay, like I really, really enjoy this. Okay. So very cool. Very cool. What a story to tell too. Like <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing my research on you, I loved I love how you create different aspects with you know music and how the one you did at TM well, TMU now was the hip, the hockey and the hip hop combination together i loved mm -hmm. that just because when we think about it we don't usually see combinations like that in hot in when we do creative work partially because it's you know it, there's this new wave of creators coming in who are really thinking like yourself thinking outside the box how do you feel as part of this new generation of content creators how how can you continue to poke new holes in the sports world and find new ways to do things? I really think it's just a matter of like going against the conventional way of thinking. Yeah. Um, I think content for the longest time was really drive driven by drove it was driven by people who and this is no no way no in no sense made to be a a, a shot of the people who came right. before me. But I think I think I think there was a very traditional way of making content, and it wasn't generally making content for social media. It was making content for television, and yeah. there's a different audience that watches television. You know, what I mean, it's our yes. parents, it's our parents' parents. Um, I don't watch television as much as I used to. I stream everything. Do you know what I mean? And I yes. think everything you need. The biggest thing is like when it's on this thing, like you yeah. need it to be captivating, and and you need to be able to grab people's attention and hold it versus a television. It's like, it's just there. So I think the biggest thing I, when I realized I wanted to do the content thing, it's like, yeah. how can I get people's attention, but also tell a story yeah. in a very cohesive manner. And 
what I'm think what I'm saying is going against the conventional thinking. It's like usually when you think about hockey, you're thinking of rock or maybe country right. music or yes. you know something along those yes. alternative rock, punk rock. Yeah, and, and that's fine. Like that still works because it just I don't know. It's just kind yeah. of synonymous with the sport. Yep. But my whole thinking when I did that specific video was like, okay. I've never seen anyone use a hip hop song with a with a with a hockey concept before, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I just decided to go for it. That was also in the middle of the pandemic, where we just kind of had nothing to do, and I was going through all footage. I'm like, what can I make? Because I'm bored as hell. Yeah. Um, so I, I and when I was doing it, and I was just like, how can I make this different for me? Yeah. And I think this is something in content creation. Like everyone focuses on what you can see. Right. I think a really good thing is what you can hear. Yep. Yep. You gotta my whole thing is like you gotta get all five senses in there. If you can, obviously there's some like yes. smell you can't in the video, but like you wanna you wanna engage the viewer in different ways. So if you're watching a video, you're gonna think, okay, like if I play a basketball video and yeah. with hip hop, you've seen that a hundred times. Right. But if I give you a basketball video with like country music, you're gonna be like, what the hell is going on? So that was kind of the reason I did that because I wanted yeah. to get people like, though, what is this? Like, I've never seen and heard this thing before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. one does not add to the other. So yeah. that was my mindset behind that video. But it's, again, just going be against that conventional thinking. Yeah. And I think as content and storytelling and social media evolves, yes. we have to evolve with it. And in that sense, it's like, even now, two years after I made that video, TikTok wasn't even really there and now it's here and now we're realizing like we all have the attention the attention span of a teaspoon like if I don't get your attention in three seconds you're going to the next piece of content yeah that's me like if you don't catch me like that I'm going I'm yes. gonna keep going yeah so for me it's like that was the first way I saw of doing it but then it just showed me like this works like doing different things works going against the grain like trying right. trying to do things that catch people's attention for better or for worse you know what okay. I mean I got really good reception on that video people seem to really like it but yeah. i know people who also watch it and like oh i wish you would have used this kind of music and i'm like of course you would because that's what we were shown growing up that's what you yeah. would see hockey night in canada or you know tsn sports right. same track and i think they're getting better at it even in the television space yes. but that was my mindset i was like i yeah. want to go against the, the conventional thought school of thought because you can only reinvent the wheel so many times you know what i mean with the same stuff over and over again yes. so Yes. I'm always curious when we, when you go to a, to a live hockey game and you have all the intro videos, I'm like, okay, what, what is the intro going to look like? What is, you know, what is the concept? And I, I think of it as the same, like same way you can only use certain concepts so many times before we're like, all of us who have been going to games for years are kind of like, didn't you do this last year? Kind of mm -hmm. thing. Isn't this the same thing? That's what I think of as well. And it starts to get stale. I, I'm, I'm a music person. I always get amped up by not what I'm seeing, but what I'm hearing because it carries forward through the rest of the game for me. Like that's what gives me the goosebumps and the chills and everything when before the game starts. I even think that's like, you're talking about how music is important. And I think that's like something that's so important in social media. Today. TikTok is a platform built off of audio. Yeah. Instagram reels is a feature built off of audio. Like, yeah, yeah you go on TikTok for the funny videos and, and the memes yeah. or like, you know, the actual intriguing content, whatever your algorithm decides yeah. to give you, but they're all based off of sound. Yeah. They're all like, it, it, and people don't realize that. And 
Okay. This is a this is like a gripe I have with like the creative community. Not really a gripe. It's just something I wish I would see less of. Is people were focusing. You've probably seen those like videos before and after a color grade, and you know that's yep. really great. I I'm I love coloring a video as much as the next person. Yes. But you can only see that so many times. We're like, okay, I know what they're gonna do here. <laughs> when people experiment with music or with sound, I'm so much more intrigued. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you you will hear something before you see it. Yeah. You that's yeah. that's something you need to consider. You'll hear something before you even yeah. see it. It'll yeah. it'll register in your brain faster. So I love it when people try different things with audio. And I think TikTok and all these platforms do such a good job at making sure that this isn't just a visual experience. Like yes. that's Instagram with photos, whether yeah. or not you agree that we need photos or not, I do think, but photos yeah. a visual experience. But when yeah. you add audio to it, it's something yeah. completely different, right? So I, I think I think you made a really good like kind of you saying like when you go to a game, yeah, you're gonna see something, but you also want to feel something and whatever they use audio wise is something that's really gonna impact the viewer or whoever was yes. there. Absolutely. Before we dive back into all of the creativeness, I have to ask the question that you've worked with NHL for um since December 2021 coolest and kind of most memorable moment you've had so far behind the camera on the bench wherever it is in the stadiums coolest and most memorable moment it's a good question there's a few um it, it, it's it, yeah it's almost a year a year to the mark where i started working and a, a lot of uh, it's a lot yeah. of stuff like a lot i've i've gotten to do some really cool things yeah. i will give you i will give you one i will give you one um one in-person thing and one kind of because my job primarily is editing for the most part so yeah. I'm behind the computer a lot but I'll give you one from behind the computer and one from when I was there okay. I'll start off with the one from behind the computer so the first ever video I got to work on was a um how do I put this it was a kind of a a return to play hype storytelling piece oh. for uh, Carey Price and he is like my favorite NHL yeah. player like he is my favorite athlete yeah like I've idolized him since I was a kid and they yeah. knew I was a Habs fan but like my boss was like uh this is super cliche but we're gonna give you like this piece on Carey Price if you want to do it. I'm like absolutely yeah. and I actually finished that like back in would have been January um but we had to shelf it because we never knew if he was going to come back this season we just didn't know it like there was no info in his progression because like, I don't know if you knew he tore his ACL in the playoffs yeah. the year before dealing with um something else some personal stuff in his life so we yeah. we just never knew he was going to come if he was going to come back and then I think it was late in the season they're like okay he's coming back do you still have it made a few fixes to it and posted it and then it was just shared and his wife shared it like his Carrie Price's wife like put in our story so part of me like maybe maybe he saw it maybe he didn't maybe he doesn't care about it but for me it was yeah. still really cool just the fact that like that was the very first video I got to do for my like for the yeah. league it was on my favorite athlete I got to do a storytelling piece it wasn't flashy it wasn't like yeah. like lights or whatever it was very like talk his teammates talking about his importance like the coaches like you know so that was a really cool like moment for me just to see that out there and like to see yes. that people close to him saw it and that it impacted them that was really yeah. cool for me the most the, the coolest or most memorable moment in person could be a lot like the Stanley Cup final like I got to go oh uh, this year and it was unbelievable like I remember game one right. 
um, in Colorado, I got to go on the bench for the warm up, and like you're, we're walking on the ice at a Ball Arena to get to the bench, and it's loud as hell. Like those fans, like, and the yeah. lights come on, the players come onto the bench, and like I'm like this far away from like Nathan McKinnon, and like you know, like Kale McCarr's over there doing oh. something, and on the other side, all the lightning are there, and it was just such a cool moment, yeah. just to be there and like, yeah. Um, it was it was unbelievable. Although, like, I think for me, like, the coolest moment had to be like without a without a doubt, something I'll never forget is I got to be on the ice after the cup was awarded, um, to take video and stuff. Yeah. Um, I was originally behind the the Colorado bench when they won, and I got the celebration of them coming in the corner, throwing their stuff off and everything. And then I got to go on the ice shortly after when they allowed all media on the ice. Um, and there was two particular things in there. One, I just have a shot, and it's my favorite shot I've ever taken. It's just Gabe Landeskog, like, hoisting the thing. Yes. And before before I even got to the rink that day, I always make a list of things I want to get in a certain situation. And I knew they had a chance to win it, so I had, like, three shots I wanted to get if they won. And yeah. one of them was, like, anything of Landeskog lifting the cup. And I got it, like, I saw it in my mind, and I got it. I was I followed him for like at least 10 minutes, waiting for him to get the cup back. And he finally got it. It's, like, one of my favorite shots I've ever gotten. I will never yeah. forget that. But I think the other cool thing about that moment was, like, you, I got to see them with their families. Yeah. And it's incredible to see, like, because that's, that's, that's the reason, like, like, imagine being a kid and your parents putting you in hockey back when you were, like, five. Yeah. Oh, God, and yeah. then pay, paying for your league fees, taking such you to game. Important. And it's just like such a, it's so yeah. heartwarming to see the relief and the joy in these parents when yeah. they see their kid complete their goal. And yeah. like, I just remember there was one, like I was, uh, Kel McCarr with, the, with his dad and he gave the dad, his gave his dad the cup to lift up and yeah. he did. And then he put it down, gave it back to Kale, and his dad just started crying. And that's when I realized like, yo, this is so much bigger than like, these yeah. guys like there's so much so much like yeah. Nazim Qadri with his parents like being the first yeah. Muslim person to win a cop like yes. there are so many different things that I saw that were like oh like this makes me feel so good like yeah. that like that whole night was one of the best like most memorable nights since yeah. I started working there I That's awesome. I I you know maybe you know hopefully I get to go to more yeah. you know cup finals like that but I you'll never forget I don't think you'll ever like forget that first experience you know what I mean I like I'm itching for my team to go back. I was there when they won the 0506. So I'm like, who's like, your team? Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, the Hurricanes. Hey, you got they got a good chance this year. You never know. We ne you never know. We had one last year. We had one year the year before. We'll see what happens this year. There is there is one thing I'll say to anybody who eventually made because like that was a dream situation for me. Like I would yeah. love I was I would love to be on the ice. Uh, saying like a final like presenting yeah. that's always been a dream line yep take for anyone whoever whether i don't care if it's the nba final i don't care if it's the world cup like yeah. the people world cup like if you ever get to a position where you're in your dream scenario yes. take a few seconds take a step back and just appreciate where you are yeah. i remember when the cup was being handed around the families whatever i literally went to center ice i took went back and i took a photo because i just wanted to remember it and yeah. i just saw what was happening and i actually like in that five minute span because they were just handing the cup around like i got a lot of footage i needed to take a second nap back just to appreciate it yeah and i actually like facetimed my parents like on the ice because they were like super and i facetimed my roommate because he's a he's my coworker, but he's an abs fan too so like if you're ever in that situation take a step back enjoy it like remember like 
remember and feel yeah. where you like where you were there because I I can always remember it through what I shot but I'm glad I took a few moments to step back and soak it all in like if you're ever in that position anybody like do that because it, it makes a big difference in how you remember the moment oh I love it I love it, it goes back to why you love sports so much exactly Those moments with your experience as a content producer as an editor what is the best way to brand yourself and to get your work and your name out there? That's a really good question. And I don't even think I have figured that out yet. I Some people seem to, you're like, your brand's great. I'm like, I could be better. I think the biggest thing for anybody who's looking to expand their brand and get their name out there is just post post everything you have yeah. that, you're, that you wanna showcase. Post the work, A, that you wanna showcase, but also create the work you want to be hired for and share that too. I think one of the biggest questions and the main question and the question I'm getting tired of answering in the, in the best way possible is how do you get into this? How do you do this? How do you, right. how do you start? Right. You just have to go out and do it. You have okay. to go out and shoot, create content, yep. publish it, share it. Like yep. I remember when I started taking this seriously, I was like, do I make a new Instagram account for this? Like, do I make oh, a, do him. I keep, do I keep my personal account? Do I make like a, a video account for this stuff? And I, I originally did, and I posted video and design on it, but I I realized I had to start from zero. I had to start from scratch. And like, I had like maybe, you know, 14,000, it's 14,000, 1,400 followers yeah. on my main Instagram account. And I just kind of decided, you know what? If I'm starting fresh, I'm going to have a little harder time reaching out to people. So I kind of said like, F it, like I'm going to, post this on my main account not care what other people yeah. think yeah. and just make this my personal account but mixed in with my brand because like yeah. a big part of me big part of what I do is my 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 work and my career so Absolutely. I just I just started sharing it and posting my work and you know some people took liberties for that and you're like why are you sharing all your work and I'm like yeah. because I want to because I want to find a career in this and I have to hopefully right. the right person sees it so I think to answer your question if you want to get into this line of work and improve your brand and, yeah. you know, get your name out there, post your work, do not be afraid of posting work yeah. um, because that's the way people are going to find you. That's how I was found for certain opportunities. That's how people see your work is in social media. Like, yeah. and also another thing is don't be afraid to put yourself out there as a person. Yeah. Like yeah. I've noticed a really big difference in my, the way people approached me as a, yeah. you know, as an, as a freelancer, but also as a professional where when I started putting my face on the internet yep. and I know it's really scary to put your face on the internet. Yep. Um, but when people put a face to a name and connect that to your work, it actually yeah. adds a lot of value. I'm not saying you have to start becoming a TikToker, yeah. but I'm just saying like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't be yeah. afraid to you know, put your face out there and do whatever you want with it, but don't yeah. just make sure you're posting your work because I know so many people who ask me, how do I get noticed? And I ask them, Hey, I'm not seeing your work on Instagram. I'm not right. seeing you on TikTok. Right. That's the first thing you have to do. And right. it, it's, it's kind of something you think is, you know, we should all be doing that, but some people don't think about it. So just post your stuff, share your stuff. Yeah. Shameless self-promotion is the name of the game. Do not <laughs> Worry, shameless self-promotion will get you places, yeah. believe me. Yeah, someone who I get to work very closely with in the podcast podcasting world, um, his whole phrase is just, just hit record. And so it is, it is that biggest fear of putting your work out there, starting mm -hmm. a podcast because you think nobody will listen to it, but all you have to do is hit record, hit yeah. the button, 
hit share and go and show people what you've created and what you've done and what um, you have to offer yeah that's exactly it i i had the same thing when i started my youtube channel yeah. i just did it like because i when i was bored yeah. during the pandemic of course but like i you know i never thought i'd be in a place where i'd have x amount of subscribers or i just wanted to do it as a creative outlet and yeah. like you said just hit record and it's a trial by fire you try different things one of my favorite sayings is i'm just gonna throw shit at the wall sorry if i can't swear on this podcast no, you can. but i'm you just gonna can. throw shit i'm gonna throw shit at the wall and see what sticks Absolutely. you know what i mean How, that's the same with youtube that's the same with my video work I'm just going to try it and see yeah. like what the hell happens. And if, cause yeah. if you don't try, you're never going to know. And then you're going to regret it down the line when you see someone tried what you wanted to do and they succeeded, you know? So yes. what do you have to lose? We've had a great amount of conversation about community already, which is, is I think so important. YouTube it's podcasts. It's whatever platforms you have. Community is massive. You have one of my favorite series that you've created on your social platforms is the asking your creator friends a piece of advice. So I'm going to ask you the question now. <laughs> I'm going to flip it around back all on right, you. All right. And what is your best piece of advice for someone who is just starting off? Oh, that is a really good question. Um, and I realize how hard this question is now because I'm the one <laughs> asking it. But I think the best piece of advice is if you're thinking about doing it, just fucking do it. Like, I think so many people, and I'm the same, like, so many people get caught up in the, what if it doesn't work? What yeah. if it doesn't look good? What if people don't like it? What if this? What if that? But yeah. you never say to yourself, what if it works? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And God, yeah. I, I think, like, you never know what's gonna happen do you know what i mean yeah. like i i can put up a video and it can make get, get 500 views and that that's fine there's nothing wrong with that you yeah. could get a video up and on tiktok you could at least get a hundred thousand views within a day you, and but people just get caught up in the fear of failure yeah and i like i'm a big like there's a there's a there's a casey neistat quote and i cannot remember the quote for the life of me and it was my desktop quote for the longest time but it's like if you're if you let fear drive your 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 creative passion you're never going to get anywhere you have to take risks you yes. have to like you have to keep taking risks in order to yeah. find where you want to be so like you're literally just it's as as basic as it is you just have to yeah. get up do it do the thing post it share it yeah because you're never gonna you, you yeah. don't want to be like 10 years down the line and be like yeah. what if i tried this i could be in a completely yeah. different place in my life so that's the best piece of advice i would give yeah. is just to like literally hit record get to it get on your horse and do it if you have ideas write them down because they're yeah. disappear like that's probably the biggest thing i would say it's like yeah. you need to stop being worried about it not working and maybe ask yeah. yourself what the what if it works yeah i've heard so many people too say that they haven't gone and done it either because they think that they need expensive gear and that they need all of this cool and flashy shit and i'm like you literally have this I'm like mm -hmm. this is one of the some of the best can like beginning. Yeah, no, they're excellent. You can absolutely have, and so I think that's another thing too. Is people get so caught up in like, oh, I need this camera or I need something else, and I'm like, sure, but like as a beginner, you can literally do it with voice memos or yeah, you can do it through Zoom. Like you don't have to have 
all the flashy shit in the world. No, the best smart. the best camera or the best piece of gear is the one you have at hand. If yeah. that's my phone, it's my phone. If that's my camera, yeah. it's my camera. Do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I think people get so caught up in not having this gear or how how expensive this gets started. Yeah. If you really want to take it seriously, like it's an investment, but right. you know, there are certain situations where like if all I have is my phone and my camera's across the room and something's happening, I'm gonna capture it with my my phone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yep. like I think platforms and social media is built for phone stuff. So I, I think you you have a very good point. It's just like if you want to do it, like literally whatever you have at your disposal, don't let your don't let the don't let the barrier to entry be what you don't yep. have. You have enough. Everyone has this yeah everyone has a window for lighting yeah. that's it that's all you need to get started and then if you okay. realize you want to do it more then you go look at the cameras yeah. then you go look at the nice microphones or whatever you want to do yeah. right so i think that was also the cool thing about tiktok is it was the you set your phone up wherever you can set your phone up at the greatest angle and that's where you record until people started figuring out oh we can upload videos and things like that but that like tiktok starting that way people are yeah. like I can create from my phone. I don't have to. And I think that was the coolest thing about that is that people were like, I can do this without having to go and spend so much money as a beginner. Yeah. And I think absolutely that was, that was fantastic to see because everybody's creativity really just took like bloomed during the pandemic. Yeah. And I think it, it just shows to like the, the world we're in now. Yeah. You can literally make content about anything. And I have people reaching out to me about sports stuff. I have people reaching out to me about weddings, but like some people are just like, I want to do this, make videos. How would you recommend? And like, yeah. it, is, it's, it is so easy these days. You can, you can find, I mean, TikTok is such a, yeah. I, I don't, I can't even fathom how many videos, genres of videos, different parts oh of TikTok there are like me alone like my algorithm like i'm getting sports stuff obviously but then i'm getting camera and film stuff yeah. i'm getting like i'm getting like you know i animals i love dog and like my tiktok's all over the place but like that is just like you know the you know yeah. the analogy of like the internet like the iceberg it's like we only yes. use 10 percent of the internet i'm convinced you only use five percent of tiktok I at any given time because it's just like one day I'll be on TikTok and I'll be scrolling and I'll find something I never knew how to use yeah. for it. And it's just there. But I think that just shows like the depth of like anybody yes. in this day and age can make content, no matter what it is. That And again, that even goes through something like YouTube. YouTube is a search engine. You can literally yeah. look up. I, I I look up food recipes all the time. And like, oh, you, you know, what I, I mean, everyone yes. does that. But like, it's just like YouTube is so useful for us. My dad uses YouTube for plumbing or for fixing stuff around yeah. the house. Like, people make stuff about the most convoluted and yeah. small things you know what I mean like so if you're out there and you don't know what to, if you're worried about getting started like it's so yeah. easy every anyone can do it for you where do you find the most joy and creativity in the work you do um that's a really good question I know I said that before but I'll say it again uh I think the, the big the one is having a blank slate just to kind of create something new uh yeah. whenever I start a new project I'm I love just starting from a blank timeline or, you know, whatever, just starting fresh and being able to create something that no one's made before and just start a start anew. But I, another thing I really enjoy is the reaction or the things I see people experience from the work I make. And yeah. it varies depending on if it's, you know, a sports video or a wedding video, obviously they're completely different genres, but I'm actually going to touch on both. But 
one of my favorite projects that I made was like project one of my favorite videos ever and one of the videos that I will never forget like the reaction on social media was when Colorado won the Stanley Cup uh that night they we were on the ice I obviously shot everything and then they went off to party and then we went back to our hotel we're exhausted it's like two in the morning and we have a flight like I have to catch a flight next morning to Toronto at like 9 10 a.m but instead I decided to shack up in my hotel room with my uh my colleague Troy who shot the game with me yeah. And we're just going through our footage and we're like, oh man, like this is, we're on a high, like we're buzzing. Cause like, we just, we both got to do this. Right. Yes. So, and then I, I knew before the game, I had a song in mind. I knew what I wanted to do with it if they won. And when I was looking at my footage, I was playing the song in my headphones and I'm like, okay, no, I know exactly what I'm about to do right now. Awesome. And I just sat down and started editing and it was like three or four in the morning at this point. Yeah. And I basically said, you know what? Like, at this point, what's the difference? Whether getting three hours of sleep and having to wake up at six to catch the Uber, yeah. what's the difference? Like, really, what's the difference in me going to bed? Yeah. So I just edited that all night. Um, and it was just like a recap piece. This was nothing that was asked for me by work. This was nothing that my bosses said me to do. This is something I just was so totally inspired in, yeah. in the moment. And I just got into that zone of flow, which is a really big thing I, I love, love feeling. It's just... When yes. you're going and you're driven and you're not going to stop because you're just yeah. like dialed in and I wasn't yeah. going to finish until that video was done. So probably like five in the morning, 5.30. And I'm like, I got to be up in like two hours. This video is done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a nap. But I sent it through for them to see in the morning and it got approved. Everyone liked it. It was very well received. And mm-hmm. then we posted it not long after I got to the airport. And I like retweeted it. And I said, this is like the... Stanley Cup from my capture from my lens and I just reached it and I got on my flight and I'm headed back home sleep on the plane not checking my phone and when I landed I look at my phone and I'm like holy because the (laughs) reaction that was like that's one of my favorite things it's like seeing a piece of work impact people yes and just to see like all these Colorado Avalanche fans or hockey fans in general saying like these guys deserve it this is an amazing like yeah. story like seeing like seeing their people commenting on the families because that was a big part of the video I mentioned before yeah. like the family part of the celebration was so key yeah. and there were people saying this made me this made me tear up I just got chills and like that for me is the biggest compliment as yeah. a video creative is when someone says to me I your video just gave me chills absolutely and that comes from uh this is like one of the best pieces of advice that was given in my third year of university I took an editing specialty course and my teacher at the time uh, gave us like, like I said, the best piece of advice I've ever been given as a video yeah. creative. And that was to the main thing you want to target when you're editing or creating the video is people's emotions. Yeah. You need to edit with emotions in mind. What do you want the viewer to feel? Yeah. And whatever it is, like yeah. make that the main spine of your video. And for me, in this case, like a lot of my videos are hit videos. I want to fire people up. I want to make right. you run through a wall. In this case, I wanted to give people chills. I wanted to make yeah. people reminisce and remember what just happened 24 hours ago in Tampa Bay with them. With Like, I wanted people to feel that. And so yeah. just to see people feeling that emotion towards Absolutely. a product I made is one of the best feelings, one of my favorite things to to experience in my line of work. Um, and yeah, like that was, I, I, I it's, it's kind of, I think creatives are very scared to, admit that their work is very good or they lay you know you want to be humble of course but I think it is one of my favorite and best pieces of work because of the reaction people gave it 
because yeah. of that 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 emotion that brought out of the fans. So that's I I that's one of the best things about my job is being able to make people feel emotion, certain different things, giving them chills, whatever it may be. Yeah. For me, I love the zone. I, I call it my zone and I get into it and I, I'm like, nobody talk to me, nobody touch me. I'm not moving from this spot until this thing is done. Cause I feel like I'm like, I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I've only been editing this for an hour and I look up and it's been like hours and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I was so in it that I was not coming you out lose of track of time. nothing. No, I know it's it's a very weird phenomenon. Yeah. I don't think I still don't know where it comes from, but know. it's it's incredible to like have that feeling of like you're just so dialed. It's like an athlete, you know, in a game of practice, yeah. you just black out. Like I'm gonna be editing after this because I have to <laughs> have to finish, and I know I'm gonna have to like find that zone where I'm no. gonna be like looking at the yeah. clock, and I'm like, oh my god, it's one o'clock. I need to go yeah. to bed. But like, it's yeah. good to have that feeling because like it means you got work, you you got shit done, you know, like. That's the biggest thing. And being excited for a project, I think is a really, I love coming home from a shoot or whatever and just getting into it. Do you know what I mean? I shot a wedding this past weekend and all I wanted to do was just edit the shit out of this footage. So it's like, it's a great feeling to like get into that, get into that yeah. zone. My last question for you is just what inspires you? Other people. I, I Okay, so there's a fine line I have to walk with this because I think there's a fine line between being inspired by someone and yeah. then like imposter syndrome. Okay. And I know that's something a lot of people in the sports world and the sports creative world or in the creative world in yes. general yeah. uh, deal with. And I deal with it all the time, but I love seeing what other people are doing yeah. and how people are innovating. And there are so many creatives in the, in the, in the sports world that inspire me. I cannot name a single one because there are so many that yeah. have gotten to know in over the last three or yeah. four years of just doing this. Um, but just to see, just to see what other people are making and innovating different things and trying different things. And when I see them, I'm like, okay, how do I take that concept and do it my own way? Or how can I take this idea and change it to apply to somewhere I want to do? Yeah. So I think, I think that's a really big deal is being inspired by others in your field. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be within your niche. Like, yeah, I I met the most incredible group of people during the pandemic, like all creatives based in Toronto, all internet strangers for the most part. And we made a Discord group and became like the closest group of friends. And I like we all do different things. Like some of them are commercial videographers yeah. and photographers. Some of them do music videos. Some of them do fashion. Some of them do yeah. music. And I'm like, and I, I'm just, I do sports stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very like, it. everyone has their thing, but it's yeah. just so getting to know them and getting to see and work with other people. You're inspired because you're around creative energy. Yeah. So I think like, that's a really thing that gets me going. It's like, I love it. What are the people, what are the people around me doing? Why are they doing it this way? Yeah. How can I help them? And how can I take this and apply it to my own work? So I think seeing what other people are doing and working with others is very inspiring to me. I love that in the midst of pandemic, we were still able to find ways and find that community once again to keep us moving forward and keep us Absolutely. through such an incredibly hard time. I think it's a, uh, it's a very beautiful thing. Um, I love that. I, I love learning from other people. I love getting to, uh, look at other people's content and I I'm sitting there I'm like okay how could I you know like what are ways that I could go and do something similar but in my own way like not everybody's the same and 
you don't want to be the same. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, I do think there is, like I said, the whole fine line with that when it comes to imposter syndrome, because sometimes you consume so much content yeah, and then you start thinking like, shit, I will never get there. And then that gets in your head and the seeds planted and you're like, yeah. you're, you feel like you're not going to create the best work because yeah. whatever, whatever reason you're giving yourself. Um, but I think you always have to remind yourself is that like, you're on a specific path to do what you're meant to do. Yes for a certain reason, just because you're seeing someone else do it a different way doesn't mean you're never going to get there. You're just doing it at your pace. You're doing it at your level. Like be inspired by people, but don't wish you were in other people's shoes or don't ask yourself why you're not there because maybe they're wondering the same thing about you. Yeah. Maybe you're wondering like, how do I get to be where you're at? And I've had that situation with my friends all the time with those creative friends I mentioned. And like, it made me realize like, we're all the same person. We're all just at the end of the day people making things for the yeah. internet and for clients and for work and whatever whatever and we're all doing it at our own pace so it's like yeah. it's a fine line but i love being inspired by others and i make sure to draw a line between inspiration and then yeah. feeling like i'm not good enough yeah um and that's just something that comes over time i still watch videos right. on the internet and yeah. people do making cool stuff and i'm like oh i wish i could do that <laughs> like i can't believe like i i'm never gonna be able to do that like i'll yeah. never learn that but like you will and i have i've done stuff that i've seen yeah. other people do and i never thought i would get to do and yeah. now i'm here so it's just walking a fine line and making sure you have a balance there love it absolutely love it and Juan, i can't thank you enough for being here and talking with me again today it was such a treat to get to hear more of your story um and get to hear your creativity. So I, I truly appreciate you coming on and talking to me today. No, thank you. I appreciate uh, you bringing me on. This is something that obviously I do on my YouTube channel is talk to other creatives, but it's very different for me to be the one on this <laughs> side and be like being asked all the questions. But like, I have, I appreciate it a lot. And I think content creators, the one thing I've gotten, because I think you'll understand this from yeah. doing a podcast style yeah. thing is that like, we are always, as creatives, we're always the one telling yeah. other people's story, yeah. but no one ever, no one ever yes. asks uh, about our story. It's yes. like, what's that saying? It's like, um, it, it, I don't remember what it is. There's, there's like a uh, analogy I had in my mind and just disappeared, yeah. but it's like, yeah, you never, you never get, it's like, we're yeah. always telling the story. We're never getting asked about our story. Yeah. So like, I always appreciate it when someone's like, Hey, I want to chat with you and hear about what you got to do. And just because I did that when I was starting off or even these days, I still do it, but I just appreciate being able to tell my story. So thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can't wait um, to see more of your work, especially with uh, opening night, not that far away in hockey season back. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I can't wait to see uh, more of your incredible content. Thank you. No, I will. I'm very excited too. And it's going to be a long year, but I'm ready to get back at it. And I'm excited to see what you do with your platform and everything you're doing. Really exciting. Thank you. I so appreciate it. And if you do not follow him, everything, all of his socials are going to be linked right down below. So you can go follow along on his incredible journey. And as always, I will see you guys back here next time. Bye y'all.